Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. Today I'm calling the show America Under Attack from Within. And I am thrilled to welcome back a guest who was on the show previously with her prior book, uh, Judge Janine Perot. She is a new, number one New York Times bestselling author. Uh, she is the host of Justice with Judge Janine on Fox News. She, before that, hosted Judge Janine Perot, which was a syndicated court show, and she won an Emmy for it. She's written all kinds of other books as well. Um, the one that she was on the show for, and you can find it in, in archives, is Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. Now her follow-up book, which Judge Janine, <laughs> I read cover to cover <laughs> without putting it down, <laughs> Uh, well, I did go to the restroom <laughs> once at least. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I really do. <laughs> it is amazing. And when, Ellen, I, I should, wouldn't it be nice if I mentioned the title of it? It's called Radical Resistance and Revenge, The Left's Plot to Remake America. And when I finished, um, first of all, I could hear your voice on every page, every line, you know, um, angry. I mean, trying to, like, basically saying, hey, folks, why aren't you getting this, you know? And clearly being, well, you know, loving America and wanting people to get it. So, what well, I you know, about the was, good news is, go ahead. The good news is, the good news is that voice. And I think that's the most important thing in any book, that you actually hear the person and you say, yeah, I can see, yes. see Janine saying that. I could see this person, you know, I could actually hear them saying that. So thank you very much for that. I do appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. And so my, when I finished, I thought to myself, every American needs to read it and or hear it and by whatever means understand how the very fabric of our country is at risk these days. And um, it's especially important, of course, with the 2020 election looming. But that's kind of the key. And I, I'll just let you go. I mean, there's so many things to talk about. Um, but I, what I see and what I think, you know, you, you, you clearly is a theme, um, is how America has um, made this, you know, we're very divisive, everybody knows that, Republicans versus Democrats and so on, but it isn't really so much Republicans versus Democrats as it is pro-Trump and anti-Trump. The Democrats or the anti-Trump people have, which, isn't, which really aren't all the Democrats, it's just this, we'll call them, the anti-Trump people have, have made it all about Trump. You love him or hate him. And what happens is America gets lost in that, and they don't hear the actual um, issues, which you describe so beautifully and so clearly in your book. So take it away. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Carol. And the, the, the truth is that uh, there is a fracture, a fracture in this country, and uh, I believe that it was really created by one man, and that is James Comey. When James Comey made the decision to leak information to his friend to give to the FBI in order to tee up a special counsel and an investigation, it's clear that this nation was fractured with the appointment of a special counsel. And for two years, all we did was hear about how Donald Trump was nothing more than a Putin puppet and a Russian asset. And I wrote about that in my last book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. And, you know, now I kind of stepped away from it and I said, you know what, Janine? It's not just 
the Department of Justice and the FBI, the upper echelons. I mean, obviously not the rank and file. It is, it is a plot to remake America where they want to take away your First Amendment rights. Anything you say is a Republican or a conservative or a pro-Trump person, they want to shut it down. You can't, you cannot speak at universities. Uh, you're considered a racist if, if you say anything that's pro-Trump. And they take you off of Facebook and Twitter. And it is a nonstop effort that is then followed by Antifa. And Antifa, of course, is a bunch of cowards dressed up in ninja outfits who then... Um, you know, cover their faces with masks and assault people for their views and their beliefs. And just last week with a, a, a hammer going after a bus uh, with people on the bus, um, it, it, it mm. then goes to uh, the disregard for law and order. They want to disarm and dismantle ICE. What they want to do is they want um, uh, law enforcement and the military to not be respected. They don't want their budgets to be filled. And then what they want is they want to upend the Constitution. So when someone like Brett Kavanaugh, a nominee for the United States Supreme Court, is nominated, he's close to an altar boy, as I've seen in an adult male, he's accused of being a gang rapist and then not entitled to, to the presumption of innocence. When a United States Senator, Maisie Hirono, says all women need to be believed and men should just shut up. I mean, and then you go to the illegals entering our southern border. Ninety percent of the heroin in this country comes through that southern border. And what do we do as Americans? We reward them. We give them education and medication. And, you know, in one month, 144,000 came in in October and, you know, we then give them licenses so that what can they do with the license? They can then sign up to vote. It's a point of identification. And so this is all about a plot to remake America, to get the uh, uh, illegals to vote Democrat, to shut down the people on the right and their free speech, to get rid of that First Amendment, and to change the capitalist system, which is, has a soaring economy with more jobs than people to fill them, uh, into socialism, which young people have learned about from the time that they were in, in school. So, uh, you know, socialism, and I write about this in the book, socialism doesn't work. Even Bernie Sanders, who spent his honeymoon in the, in, in, in the uh, Soviet Union, he thought Venezuela was a perfect example of socialism when he was a United States senator. And then all of a sudden, now that we see women having to give birth, you know, on the streets because there are no hospitals, uh, you know, we took down that website from the Senate uh, uh, website. I mean, and I could go on and on, but I, uh, it is just everything is upside down, and Americans need to understand what is going on and how they can, you know, rebut what is being said by the left because it is, it is a very dangerous time in history for this country. Well, yes, and, I, you know, the problem is some of these things, um, immigration, for example, a lot, uh, even though it seems, it may seem so obvious to you and, and a lot of people, but really there are still probably the majority who don't understand, who don't get it, you know, who think if you talk about that, you're racist, and who don't get it that this is a plot, that the idea of letting everybody in is only to hope, in the hope or in the using history, you know, assuming that these people are going to vote Democratic, and it's all about keeping Democrats in power. Like, that concept, you know, doesn't really filter down to everybody. Yeah, you, you are so right. And, you know, what they don't understand is the burden on our social net. Uh, you know, when you look at the people coming across the border, uh, they don't have money in their pockets. I mean, come on. So as soon as they come in, they get welfare, they get, they get education, they get housing, they get food stamps. You know, how much can this country afford? You know, how many schools can continue to add uh, 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 teachers who speak different languages that end up slowing down uh, kids in that school because they don't have the school budget to do what they need to do? I mean, it is, it, it's not about racism. And the, I'll tell you, it's and, about and the a hospital. violation of law. You can come here legally. 
I mean, God bless everyone who comes here illegally. We yes. want immigrants. And I used to swear them in, but not this kind of immigrant who just says, I, I don't believe in your laws. And I just, I was on the radio about an hour ago, and they said that um, uh, they had a rally. I don't know where it was, and they tore down the American flag and put up the Mexican flag in the United States. <laughs> And, you know, this is not this is not what we want. We want people who believe in this country and who recognize how great it is. And they need to add something to it, not take away from it. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, the hospitals, the hospital emergency rooms these days are unbelievable. Um, They aren't. People aren't turned away no matter what country they come from or whether they're legal or illegal and all that, you know, and. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they should be, but I am saying that people have to wake up that there isn't an, an unlimited amount of money and resources to pay for an unlimited amount of people coming in. And plus, the people who are coming in illegally are not the people who we want because they are lawbreakers. And it's the people who, you know, do the proper thing, go through the proper channels. If they want to come in, great, do it the proper way. Um, and contribute something from the country. Don't come here to just get a handout. Well, and, and you know, the, the, the truth is that, um, you know, the, the, the hospitals can't turn anyone away. They, they just can't, and I get that. But right. then the burden right. is on the people at the border, uh, you know, to stop them from coming in. You know, but that's right. not happening. They won't let him build a wall. I mean, this president, uh, he doesn't benefit from a wall. This is a war, you know, that, that he has taken on that no one else has been able to do. And the same thing, you know, with, with ISIS. I mean, this president came in and, you know, we had, uh, you know, a, a, a Barack Obama with, with ISIS. He couldn't decide whether to contain them or dismantle them or destroy them, none of which he did. You bring in a guy who's interested in the job and not just the perks, and, you know, ISIS has been uh, eliminated uh, their property and their lands in the Middle East. You know, we have a president who was willing to fight the good fight, who's got nothing to gain, who wasn't brought up, uh, you know, to run this country. And there's so many of these people who have spent their lifetime trying to get to the Oval Office. Uh, we've got to recognize that, you know, it's time, it's time for the American taxpayer to be considered in all of this, to be respected. You know, that person, when, when someone like Bill Maher says, gee, I hope there's a recession, and, uh, you know, that way it'll look bad for Trump. What about the American people who are going to suffer from a recession? Mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole thing is well, yeah, like, crazy. It is sad. You know, just a- another example of that is just recently... Um, a former prime minister of Canada, did you, did you hear that, that she said that she hopes the hurricane uh, demolishes Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. I mean, yeah. People, yeah. Like, people who you would have expected to have some kind of decorum, you know... Um, Empathy. Uh, you know, I mean, who says that? I mean, this world has, has really... <laughs> things have gone so far down, and it's, it's, and it's not just about Trump, and it's not just about which party. I mean, it's it's about things that anybody should be able to to understand, and and uh, you know the things from from the Betsy Ross flag on July Fourth. I mean that was like yep, outrageous. Yep. To uh, right. to you know this whole, this whole thing about uh, socialism. You know it's like it's like everything, and I'm sure you too. When when you learned studied history in school or studied government and all that, um, this is this is so far. I mean, communism, we were taught, and socialism, we were taught to be happy that we're, you know, we should be very proud and happy, which we should be, to live in a, in a democratic society and a, a capitalistic society and all of that and what's all the things that are wrong. I remember studying that. I'm sure you did, too. All the things that happen in communistic and, and socialistic uh, states. And it's like, so who would have ever thought that we would have presidential candidates talking about yeah. how they're going to turn this country 
into a socialist state. I mean, what is wrong with the, the world is, go, is going crazy. I can tell you that. Yeah, but you know what? I'll tell you what, Carol. I mean, it's not just the world going crazy. I mean, it is evil. It really is evil for someone to say, I hope his home, Mar-a-Lago is his home. I mean, it's also a club. And, and, but, you know, I hope his home gets destroyed. Uh, by the hurricane. I mean, that's just vicious, cruel stuff. Bill Maher, right. I hope there is a recession. You know, uh, and, and, and who gets hurt? The uh, middle America gets hurt in a recession. That's cruel. That's vicious. You know, and I think if people just listen to that, don't even get into the substance of things. Just listen to what they're saying and the hate and the venom that comes from the left. Uh, and then you've got to say to yourself, you know what? He's got to be doing something right, and, and, you know, he is fighting the good fight while everybody else is doing nothing but criticizing him. Shame on them. It's really oh, very sad. Okay. Very sad. Okay, but here's a good question. Um, why is it, do you think, that people, like just normal, average, everyday people who, um, you know, who aren't like the deep state or who don't have personal things to gain by trashing Trump and trying to impeach him and all of that. Why do you think that everyday people just believe all this stuff? Well, you know, that, that is a great question, and, and I, I obviously don't have the answer. I mean, I think what happens is people kind of like when you are given, um, you know, uh, the facts or maybe not the facts, somebody runs a situation by you. I think a lot of us see in that situation what we want to see as opposed to, you know, looking at a cold, hard, just the facts. And so since he is a Republican, look, Donald Trump, and I write about this in the book, Donald Trump was loved. He was loved by people on the left, by Hollywood. They couldn't wait to get him in a movie, a cameo, a quote in their magazine, their, their article, the radio, anything, okay? And then he ran for president, and they hated him. And so it is politics. It is his being a Republican that has put them over the edge. It's, he hasn't changed. They've changed because they're haters. And this man is succeeding. And as he succeeds, America has to recognize that he's not doing this for himself. He's doing it for all of us. And he's winning. And he's right. He was going to win. He knew he was going to win. And it's a shame that these people don't appreciate it. And, but you've got to read the book, and you'll get an insight into where they're coming from and why they want to do this. And, you know, what they have to offer, which is absolutely nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that, that is something I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, okay, so there, we allow in all these immigrants who will vote Democratic and they get in their politicians and all that, or, and we become socialists. And, and, you know, all of these things that are going to destroy America. So what do they win in the end? You know, I don't know what they win. And as I said, it's too much hate. It's too much negativity. Uh, but anyway, I just, I just hope that in the end, uh, you know, people get out there and vote and vote based upon is your life better than it was or are you so caught up with this name calling that you can't see the forest for the trees? Anyway, um, I love being on your show and I very much appreciate your having me on and all your listeners listening as well. Well, you're very, um, you're, I love having you. Just let me ask you one last thing, because this is like really the worst, the scariest part. <laughs> you talk in your book about um, the tech companies, Google, Twitter, all of that, um, being, you know, being in, as part, part of this, trying to get rid of Trump, trying to get rid of all of these, uh, basically being anti-American, trying to put forth right. all of these things that we've been talking about and more. What, what, it, I mean, I don't even know what, other than acknowledging it, what do you think we can do about it? About Google and Facebook? About the fact that we are, that mean? our First Amendment rights are gradually being stripped. Ah. Well, um, and that is, that's an excellent question, and obviously it's a very important one because they are determined to shut us down, and they have done everything in their power to do just that. I think the most important thing that we can do is just continue to try to be heard. 
And, you know, all of us have suffered uh, from these people trying to uh, shut them down, and that includes me. But I just keep doing my thing, and I don't let them stop me. I won't let them stop me from saying what I think and what I feel and what we need to do to keep this country great. So, you know, just vote. Get out there and vote. And vote for people that you hold their feet to the fire and make sure they answer your questions. Anyway, it was delightful talking to you, Dr. Carroll. Thank you so much. Okay, you're very welcome again. That's Judge Janine Perot, and her book is called Radicals, Resistance, and Revenge. I wish you all kinds of continued success and, uh, with the book and your show and everything else because we need to hear your voice. Thank you. Well, folks, let's take a break now. Um, you are listening to Dr. Carroll's Couch. And um, I am your psychiatrist host. When we come back, I'll tell you about some more things that um, Judge Janine talked about in her book that we didn't get a chance to cover in this first portion. So stay tuned. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about America under attack from within. Uh, my guest has been Judge Jeanine Perot. Her new book is called Radicals, Resistance, and Revenge, The Left Plot to Remake America. And as I was saying earlier in the show, I did read the whole book cover to cover, <laughs> And I did hear her voice in it. And, um, you know, this is a very, this is, this has become such a scary place in the sense that if you talk about things that one segment of the population doesn't like in terms of politics, then you are banned or you are, um, you know, you're, I mean, all kinds of things can happen to you if, if you're not on their side. And the thing is that, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if it was, if it was just politics. I mean, if it was just sort of the way, the way they used to be, um, you know, two sides. We have two parties, for the most part, two main parties. Um, and, uh, and they have different approaches to life and how society should be run and all that. And that's fine and dandy. I mean, that's a, a system of checks and balances, you know. 
But it has gotten, it has changed. It's no longer just two parties, you know, putting forth their ideas about things and discussing them and debating them. It has now become personal, personal attacks and, and you know, personal verbal attacks and, and literally personal attacks. I mean, people throwing things at people, beating people up, making threats, doing all kinds of physical, actual things in real life um, to people who are, have an opposing view to yours. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that uh, this is the first time in human history that that has happened, you know. <laughs> Take a look at the French Revolution, for example. But in this country, and of course you could say the Civil War, I mean, you know, there have been wars and, and uh, about people having different ideas. But in terms of politics as we generally think of them, this is certainly the most vicious that politics have become. And, um, and, and this, what I was talking about at the end with Judge Janine, this idea that um, even social media, you know, which has become the place to um, voice opinions, not just, you know, uh, Trump tweets, but anybody, everybody who is on these social platforms. And whether you're on Twitter and you risk being shut down, or on Facebook, and um, you risk having people who are supposed to be your friends <laughs> um, saying all kinds of horrible things about you, you know, responding to things that you write in a mean way. Uh, I mean, none of this is good for the country. <laughs> and, um, and so it has become, as I, as I said at the beginning of, of the show, it has become, it's not just about politics, it's not about these these differences of opinions in how society should be run and so on, if it were just that, that would be a good thing if people, you know, didn't become so mean and violent. But it is just, it's become so ridiculous that it's just a pro-Trump and an anti-Trump. And people don't hear anymore what Trump is really saying or trying to do. It's just, if he said it or did it, it must be bad. And, you know, you, you put on, I mean, what I usually do in the morning, the first thing that I do, one of the first things, is um, to put on Google News. And Google News, over the past, well, I mean, I guess it's been happening for a while, I guess maybe since the 2016 elections uh, or campaigns, um, but it has become a, just a, a Trump. <laughs> it's just about Trump. Um, and, and it's all negative. There's like 99% of the headlines are negative and 1% not negative. Um, and, and, you know, there is other news in the world. I mean, yes, of course we do need to know what Trump is doing and saying, but it's not about, it's not about anything substantive. It's not about, well, let's see, he did this. Now, how is that good for the country or how is that bad for the country? It's just, it's just assuming that it's bad and trying to twist things around and, and say, figure out ways, um, reasons, you know, making up reasons that it is bad. And, and it just, it, it, there are so many things. I mean, um, in Judge Janine's book, for example, she talks about how uh, the Mueller report and the Mueller two-year investigation and, um, and then the things that happen afterwards with Congress having to hear from Mueller and hear from Barr and all of this just con- was just a... Um, a distraction away from other things that Congress should be paying attention to, like how to fix America, things that are wrong, the, um, the infrastructure, all kinds of things that are, you know, um, homelessness, uh, poverty, um, hunger, you know, all the things in society that, that really are important. Instead, they spent the last two years focused on Trump. And trying to impeach him, trying to find grounds for impeachment. I mean, that's what this has all been about. Now, and, and I'm not trying to say this. I, I'm actually trying to make this not just about Trump. I'm trying to make the point that there are things um, happening in America that are bad for America, aside from regardless of who, you know, who is putting them forth or who is against them. Um, I mean, things like, and, and I mentioned it earlier, but 
the idea of Kaepernick um, on July, there was um, Nike made these sneakers for July 4th, you know, to come out on July 4th that had the Betsy Ross flag on them. And, um, and so all of a sudden Kaepernick comes out and he starts talking about how these sneakers are racist because they have the Betsy Ross flag. Now, (laughs) I have done research into this and there is no connection between the Betsy Ross flag and racism. And, and why does this matter? Well, first of all, it matters because uh, Nike took away as soon as Kaepernick was against these sneakers. Nike just, you know, stopped making them, took them off the shelf. Um, instead of using this as a way to um, inspire patriotism, you know, a fun thing, a new sneaker for July 4th with the Betsy Ross flag, you know, just something, you know, something fun and new. No, it has to be about racism, and that means it's bad. I mean, it's, of course, racism is bad, but the Betsy Ross flag has nothing to do with racism. So this is how crazy people have gotten, crazy and mean, people have gotten, and it has to stop. So, so many things that she, that she writes about. Now, I know there are some of you listening to this who think, um, well, first of all, who may be anti-Trump or who are anti-Fox News and think, oh, well, if Judge Janine, who is, has a show on Fox News, is saying this and who, you know, is a supporter of Trump, is saying this, everything she's saying must be bad. Well, let me tell you, the things that she writes about in this book, and it's not all about Trump by any means. Uh, most of it is not. It's about these various things that are happening in America, like, um, like you know, why there's this whole issue about immigration and um, what, um, you know, what it means that um, there has, you know, what, people who are for opening the borders. I mean, another whole issue with immigration is um, all the, the illnesses that are coming into America and the, um, the uh, people from gangs from Central America, and South and Central America. And, um, you, you know, she goes into some detail about what this has meant just opening the borders. And I, of course, talk about terrorism and how, uh, um, how terrorists are coming in through these open borders as well. I mean, nobody knows who's coming in, you know? <laughs> I mean, and certainly terrorists, um, I mean, yes, it's great that Trump um, uh, orchestrated the military in a way that we got rid of the caliphate, um, the ISIS caliphate, but we did not get rid of ISIS. Um, I mean, that was a big, big stride. But terrorists have not, have not stopped wanting to destroy America. So believe me, and I, in fact, I have, I have talked about this, um, about how terrorists are, we know for a fact, because some of them have been caught, <laughs> that um, terrorists have crossed the border uh, for the Mexican border, because they see that nobody's paying attention to who's going through. There are too many people crossing the border to be able to um, examine each of them carefully. The terrorists take advantage of that, and they come in that way. They're not idiots. I mean, they, you know, and they're still out there with a long-term plan. Okay, they're not happy that their caliphate has been destroyed, but they still have the long-term plan to destroy the West. Um, What else does she talk about? Um, You know, this whole kind of problem is that a lot of the things that she talks about in this book and explains really, really folks in very uh, nonpartisan ways ways. She cites things. She has citations. She has um, a backup, you know, for, for what she, this is a very well-researched book. This is not like a, an op-ed piece, an opinion piece. This is a very well-researched book that, um, that presents in, in detail. And, and in detail, whereas you can't get that detail in the sound bites um, that you get on television or on radio, or, you know, I was listening to the radio last night in my car as I was driving home, and um, they were talking about uh, some, uh, they were talking about some issues, I don't even remember what the issues were, <laughs> because, because they had nothing to do with Trump, 
But somehow the politicians who were on, they were Democratic politicians, and they, they twisted what the topic was to somehow make it be about Trump and how bad Trump is, and so much so that I can't even remember what the, to- the original topics were. I mean, it, it just has to stop because this country is going down the tubes if, if people aren't able to understand the issues and make their own decisions. I'm not saying you have to make a decision that is always um, the Republican decision, but you do have to understand what the issues are in order to be able to make the right decision and to understand how our freedoms are, are at risk here, particularly with um, the, the media uh, giants, you know, Google and Twitter and Facebook and all the other social media sites where they admittedly have people who are on their staff, the majority, they have admitted to this, the majority of people who are on their staff are anti-Trump, and, you know, it's not so much about the Russians. The Russians bought some ads on Facebook, okay, wahoo, (laughs) but it's about much more sinister and um, subliminal kinds of things that are happening on social media sites that are much more generous, that are much more dangerous to, uh, generous to their beliefs, that are much more dangerous to our American democracy and, um, you know, because it is, it is quelching, quelching the first, our First Amendment rights. Because nowadays, because there are these monopolies on social media, these monopolies of these tech giants, um, they basically determine what we are allowed to talk about on their platforms. And something really has to happen about that because um, that is the scariest part of all, uh, how, how, um, our, how free speech uh, is, being, is being squelched. And, you know, whatever your speech is, whatever you believe in, um, whichever political party, whatever issue you believe in, when it starts being squelched, you're going to realize that this has gone too far. Well, stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today 
about how America is under attack from within. My guest was uh, Judge Janine Pillow. Her book, her new book is called Radicals, Resistance, and Revenge, The Left's Plot to Remake America. Now, um, I wish, I mean, <laughs> I wish I had a magic solution for how to get people to suspend their uh, automatic, automatically being pro one side or the other without considering the issues, without really... Now, of course, part of the reason, and I've been talking about how it's become not so much whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, it's become whether you're pro-Trump or anti-Trump. And... Um, especially people who are anti, who are, no, especially for people who are pro-Trump, it is so hard to, uh, to, it's so hard to say, to, to get, um, things that you want to say across because there is so much, the, the anti-Trump voice is so much louder. Now that does, that's not the same thing as saying the anti-Trump sentiment in this country is louder or uh, is, is that there is more of it, because um, I don't really think that there is. It's just that the people who are, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, let me, let, me, let me regroup here. What I'm trying to say is that um, people who are pro-Trump are afraid to talk about being pro-Trump. And so it gives the impression that there are more anti-Trump people because they speak louder and more aggressively. But I don't think that that really means that there are not still more pro-Trump people. The problem also is the media. Um, You know, a lot of the media is anti-Trump. You know, I'll bet, if people read um, Judge Janine's book, which gives you a chance, you know, when you read a book, any book, um, it gives you a chance to think about it. You can stop and pause and think about what you just read and make up your own mind about it. Whereas when you're um, watching television, you know, and, and there's, um, especially when there are visuals, I mean, not just talking heads, but um, pictures and new, you know, um, uh, <laughs> pictures of things that don't necessarily relate to the particular story, but who are that are put there for effect. Um, it is very persuasive, and you don't you don't have as much of your own mind being able to think about these things. You're sort of just you know taking in whatever you see. Your mind is like a everybody's mind is like a video camera. It takes in our experiences, um, and and you know, and, and when this, when the experiences are coming, like like when you're watching television and what you're seeing is coming at you fast and furious, like television does these days, because you know they know that people have a short, a shorter and shorter attention span. Um, it is hard to let your own uh, judgment think about these things. There's no time to really think about these things, and these things. Are not are, are big topics are big issues. They're not things that can be um, decided. You know where you can make your opinion in two seconds, um, and you are so overwhelmed by whatever the the opinion is um, of that media outlet that it doesn't really give you a chance to think about what do you think about these things. You know what are all all the facts and what do you really think about it. I mean yes. You know, even today when I was talking about immigration, I was thinking, oh, well, I hope my listeners don't think that I am racist or anti-immigrants. I mean, my grandparents were immigrants, or great-grandparents. So I, um, if we came in through Ellis Island, I mean, they came in, if it weren't for America allowing in immigrants, I would not be here talking to you today, okay? So I get that, but my... My relatives, my grandparents, great-grandparents worked their tushies off <laughs> and, um, and built up, you know, uh, lived, first of all, according to the law, and um, built up good businesses and paid taxes and, and loved their families and everything else, which is not the case 
with people coming in today who are, by their very um, being illegal, by their very crossing the border illegally, are starting off on the wrong foot and not being law-abiding American citizens. So even taking away the politics of it, yes, it is true. It is absolutely true. And this is something that somehow gets lost. Um, People... I mean, you know, you, because you're listening to my show, you're very, <laughs> you are the more, are the more, what, savvy um, thinking people, but, but um, a lot of people don't put that together, that the reason why mostly the Democrats are voting for uh, open borders is so that people who come in will vote Democratic, um, because, because. Uh, these same Democrats are the ones who want socialism. Um, not all of them, I mean, some of them. But in general, they're Democrats historically, let's put it that way, and, cur- and currently amongst the, some of the new contenders for presidency, um, are more for socialist kinds of services, you know, are more for um, giving more money in um, food stamps or... or medical care, or just generally social programs. Now, I, I, know, I know what you're thinking. What? And she's against social programs? She doesn't want to feed the poor? I mean, of course I do. But if we're having an influx of thousands and thousands of people, there's, who's going to be feeding the poor? I mean, you know, in Los Angeles, and I just, I actually uh, just found out about this fairly recently, like a, I mean, of course, I've known for a long time that there is homelessness in Los Angeles, as there are in other countries in America, other countries, other cities in America. But um, Los Angeles, where I live, has apparently, you know, one of the worst problems with homelessness. And um, and um, I just recently learned about some of the places in in Los Angeles where where there are homeless encampments. I don't know, maybe I've been under a rock. I mean, I hear about this in the news, but somehow I didn't think it was in these particular areas. For example, someone was telling me about Venice Beach, how people, homeless people now have have taken over Venice Beach. Venice Beach is a, I know there are a lot of people listening from other countries, and Venice, or maybe even just from other states, Venice Beach is kind of a very popular beach in in Los Angeles. It's very well known to people um, outside of America. Tourists come here. Uh, they hear about, you know, Venice Beach is cool, it's supposed to be, um, you know, there are people playing guitar, and it's just like a cool place, and people skateboarding and all of that. Well, apparently, it has been taken over by homeless people and homeless encampments, and I um, know I am not against the homeless, but, <laughs> but the point is that we cannot, the way the, the government has been going, the way... Um, I mean, the homeless pro- problem is a is a there is a many fact, multifactorial problem, uh, but certainly adding thousands of thou- and thousands of immigrants also competing for these same social services that the homeless uh, that that legal ho- legal immigrants and natural born Americans want. I mean, that's a problem. It should don't you think it should first go to the people who are here legally? or who were born here. So, you know, there are, there are consequences to things. I mean, the same thing with this whole ridiculous thing about socialism. Um, now, I can't, I only have a few minutes left. I can't, I'll have to, um, believe me, I'll have, as it gets closer to the, um, to the 2020 election, I'll, I will have guests on and we'll talk in more depth about socialism. But the gist of it that I want to get across now is that money doesn't grow on trees. And um, it's, everybody thinks when, you know, so many people are, are like Bernie Sanders, the last presidential election, he was sort of the main one, if not the only one, who was talking about, or certainly the loudest one, who was talking about socialism and he attracted a lot of people and so on. Um, and now, now there are so many candidates talking about that. But they don't tell you where the money is going to come from that, who's, that's going to pay for all of this. There is not enough money in the United States, I mean, you know, they make it, well, we'll take from the rich and pay, give everybody free tuition, give everybody, what else does he talk about, um, 
free, uh, free medical care and free tuition. Those are sort of the main things. And really? Well, who, you know, who wouldn't like that, right? Wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to worry about medical care? You could get any medical care you wanted. You could go to the doctors that you wanted. And you could go to, um, and, and, you know, if you or your children could go to any school they wanted, as long as they got in, <laughs> with um, public schools anyway. With, well, I don't know if he limited it to public schools. But anyhow, free tuition. No, I don't think he did, actually. Free tuition. Well, where is this money going to come from? It's going to come from all the people in America who are working and paying taxes. And, um, and, and there is a limit. There is even a limit to that. Is the more people that you, the more things that you give away for free, supposedly, the more this money has to come from somewhere. So, I mean, there are just so many things, so many things. Um, primarily, the you know, I, I have all these things, and, and so my point really is, my point is to get Jordan's book, Radicals, Resistance, and Revenge: The Left Plot to Remake America. Even if you are on the left. It would benefit you to read this book because she talks about all these different topics, and I, I didn't have a chance to cover all of them. I mean, certainly she talks about these um, the women in Congress who are who I have tweeted and talked about too. Um, you know, who are so anti-American. For example, um, let's see, the woman who, when she first got into, when she was just um, sworn in as a congresswoman, she um, used an expletive and talked about how, you know, she with her in front of her nine-year-old son. Here we go, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Just hours after the honor of being sworn into the United States Congress, I'm reading from her book, had this to spew. And when your son looks at you and says, "Mama, look, you won. Bullies don't win," and I said, "Baby, they don't." And then she said, um, she uses an expletive um, uh, here. And when I get in, we're going to go in there and we're going to impeach the mother effer. This, she just gets sworn into Congress. Hours after she's sworn in and in front of her nine-year-old child, she's using um, that kind of language, expletives, and, and showing what her what her goal is to have been elected, which was to impeach the president. Well, there is, you know, I can't tell you in an hour all the things that she writes about in detail in her book. But if you could just read the book, and and also when you hear about these things in the media, just have an open mind. Instead of being pro-Trump or anti-Trump, it's not about Trump. It's about what is good for America. Thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 